Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with another episode of The Yacking Show. The show provides you with a wider range of actionable business ideas than you will find practically anywhere else on the internet. We always have interesting guests for you. Today is no exception, but don't miss out on our future guests. Sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website, theyackingshow.com. So first, let's introduce co-host Kathleen from down the road from me in Waterloo, Ontario. Hi, Kathleen. Good to be back on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you all so much for tuning into our show. We appreciate you and love reading your comments. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the contacts tab where you will find a very short application form. We'd love to hear from you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another interesting guest with us today. We have the great pleasure of, of having... Irina Padubnaya with us from Bulgaria. Hello, Irina. How are you? Hello, Kathleen. Hello, Peter. Uh, really glad Hi. to be here. And uh, I'm good. I'm great. Excellent. Uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Good. Thank you so much. Now, you are the founder of TrackMage. This is an e-commerce automating system. And uh, you'll be talking to us today about that e-commerce system and how it might benefit you. Uh, but first, before we get into it, can you please give us a little bit about your background and how you came to create your own software for e-commerce and shipping? And I have to tell you, I'm so impress impressed by that. So I can't wait to delve into this topic. Well, uh, to be quite uh, frank, uh, I kind of stumbled into this business. Uh, it wasn't the intention from the beginning. Uh, the intention was uh, to just start a business. So when I left my nine to five, uh, my first uh, business actually started not in my home country, but in China. So oh, we went to China with my husband and without speaking Chinese, we tried to figure everything out on the spot. Uh, that was quite, uh, I would say, childish endeavor or maybe something uh, borderline adventurous where we thought that uh, once you make the leap, the road will appear or something like that. That's exactly what we were doing. So when we were falling, uh, we were trying to build the plane in the process. So, That's very uh, courageous. I yeah. have to say, right? Yeah. Yes. If you frame it like that, that's very courageous. But like looking back, I had a lot of interesting experiences, a lot of interesting uh, thoughts that uh, never crossed my mind. I learned a lot, great deal about business. But would I do that again? Well, probably not. <laughs> At least not without <laughs> external funding or something that uh, is going to keep us afloat, uh, regardless if a business is a success or a failure. But at that point, we just put our lives on the line and we, this was our only source of income when we had to not only figure out how the business is supposed to work, uh, but also survive in China without speaking Chinese and without any relatives, anyone, anyone we knew. Yeah. I can't so, imagine. Wow. Well, well, I couldn't until I did it. <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't as well. Like it was an adventure. So after that, uh, the business was, uh, actually, uh, let me talk about the business just a little bit. It was a fulfillment center. We helped uh, uh, retailers from all over the world buy products from China in bulk. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, we just didn't know where which niche we uh, fit in. So we competed with AliExpress. Uh, 
uh, we just offered the products to buy from China. But when uh, we saw some of those crazy orders where one uh, old lady, uh, she was very nice, but she only ordered one uh, packet of tea. And then she just kind of like, uh, she inundated the heck out of the customer support with a tea. Like, oh, can you take a picture like that? Uh, can you take a picture like that? Uh, the, the very next time she ordered tea again, even though she was furious about the customer experience before, because you know what? Uh, we just refunded the purchase. <laughs> like, thank you very much. Like, buy tea somewhere else. And that's when we realized that uh, it only made sense to work with wholesalers uh, in that business. And that's how we switched over. And uh, like for, for the remaining one year, uh, it was a profitable endeavor. But at some point, we just got uh, really tired of that business model where we had to put our good name uh, in place of suppliers that actually provided the products. And we were the, key, like, the quality assurance uh, for all the businesses that bought. But again, like even if you do everything that is your, in your power to ensure that the quality is there, and if you fix all the problems with the suppliers and the products or like with the supply chain, Still, the customer was not very delighted in the end because they had to wait long. They like they were anxious. They always uh, were how to say that properly. They always were worried. Uh, even if everything went well, they were always worried. Mm -hmm. So at some point, we just realized like that's not a business for us. Uh, and there were other uh, reasons why we ended that one. Uh, but what we were left with, we were left with all the tools that we built for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because we were doing all the inventory management, uh, all the customer management, supplier management, uh, and all those other things. So we were left with the tool. But then uh, we had to recuperate after like the first endeavor. Like We just wanted to earn some money and uh, work uh, strategically on what we're going to do next. So for the next four years, we spent as uh, freelancers and help businesses uh, automate and optimize their processes. And uh, that's how we totally understood that we were not the only business that had the same problems with shipping notifications, with customer support, with operations, fulfillment, etc. And that's how uh, we understood that what we built in China can be valuable for other businesses. And that's how TrackMage was born in the end. We created the system uh, that solves the same problems we had to deal with in China, but also everything that our customers for those other four years uh, also dealt with. So we understood better, like how to uh, make it abstract enough uh, so that different businesses like wholesalers, dropshippers, retailers, they're going to be able to use the same platform and get value from it. Wow. So wow, very good. So I got a comment on the adventure. I moved from an English-speaking country in Africa, which was sort of British English, to Canada, which is an English-speaking country. And I found enough problems just with the two different types of English to adjust to. I can, and, and, of course, we always use, all use the Roman alphabet. So I can just imagine going to China and, and trying to contend with that, the language and the, the written part of it must have been absolutely amazing. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's almost so, like yeah, it's almost like we stepped into this abstract picture where everything is a picture. Yeah, like where like yeah. pictures, pictures, pictures everywhere, but you don't see any words. Right. Only like sometimes like <laughs> Asus or Nike. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. That's an amazing story. So 
Irina, when a lot of business people, myself included, um, think about e-commerce, we think about the big names like uh, just a few, Shopify and WooCommerce, right? And, and we assume that can do everything we need it to do for our business. But now you, you provide services way beyond that, which I thought was different. But in fact, you were telling me before the show started, improves on some of those uh, big platforms. So tell our audience how, how that works. I uh, would like to uh, stress that uh, the power of Shopify comes from all the applications that you can install on your store. So if okay. you want uh, to collect reviews from the customers, you install TrackMate. <laughs> you can install TrackMate. There are other apps available as well. Uh, if you want to provide uh, shipping updates, uh, you can also install uh, the app for that. So uh, that's exactly the power of uh, using the platforms. Mm -hmm. So Shopify has a lot of uh, integrations. Uh, WooCommerce has a lot of plugins uh, available. Mm -hmm. And we are one of those. Uh, we're one of those okay. solutions that play well uh, together with other solutions. Right. Uh, like in current, uh, in the in the modern uh, structure, uh, every business uh, has uh, an infrastructure of services they use. So they use a chat app uh, to communicate with one another, something like Slack. Uh, they use uh, some uh, shopping cart solution like Shopify, WooCommerce, uh, BigCommerce, uh, whatever. And they use uh, a whole lot of other tools uh, but uh, if we uh, are left standalone, we don't produce that much value. But right. when you use integrations between the tools, you can get uh, the best out of every tool uh, without having to lose anything. Well, except that uh, like the more tools you put in the chain, like the, the higher the cost. That's why you can always just optimize and look at what you can replace and what you can uh, like. That's why some of those solutions that uh, provide like everything out of the box, they are saving the money. So uh, my point is, uh, TrackMage is not a standalone platform. Uh, it provides the uh, order fulfillment functionality uh, and uh, shipment tracking updates for the customers. So basically everything that comes after the customer buys uh, the product, like the presses the mm -hmm. buy button. Uh, and uh, what we also noticed is that on the market currently, there are a lot of solutions that don't have any functionality for order processing, something like ClickFunnels, or other mm -hmm. funnel software or unbounds, they don't have the uh, same functionality that uh, Shopify has for order processing. Uh, so that's where the opportunity is. So instead of uh, just processing everything through Excel spreadsheets, uh, you could be using something more convenient and robust built specifically for that purpose, for order processing and for notifying the customers. Okay, wow, sounds good, Kathleen. So, Irina, can you tell our audience about the importance of post-purchase sales funnels and perhaps maybe tell us what they are first? Okay, uh, absolutely. So, remember how on Amazon, uh, when you buy a product, uh, Amazon always sends you like an notification that, okay, your order is placed. And then uh, Amazon notifies you, like, your order is uh, currently processing, then it's uh, shipped. And then uh, you see like at what date uh, the order is actually coming to you. And you can see the shipping updates. And also, uh, at the end of this process, when you receive the package, Amazon asks for leaving a review. So if Amazon does all this, why shouldn't uh, any other e-commerce business that are using their own uh, standalone uh, store provide the same kind of experience? Amazon is doing it for a reason. The customers, after uh, buying the product, 
uh, they are very curious about uh, when we are getting the order. And what we've noticed uh, from the statistics that we are gathering is that in certain cases, customers visit those pages one or two times per day. That's a lot of traffic mm -hmm. to give to UPS, FedEx, or DHL that don't care about the traffic. Because like right. it's literally... <laughs> It's literally the traffic that you don't have to pay for. The customer is already curious. They're going to come anyway. Yeah. So this is the post-purchase experience that we are talking about. So everything mm -hmm. that happens after the customer bought and they uh, receive the product, like everything in between this process. Um, and what you can do uh, in between of this process, you can bridge the communication gap. So instead of waiting for the customer to write to customer support to ask uh, where the order is, or uh, instead of just ignoring the customer uh, altogether and uh, making sure that we receive the package or leave a review, uh, you can always uh, proactively communicate. You can always send them emails uh, and you can uh, even have uh, sp special uh, sections on the website where they can get uh, this information in a self-service uh, fashion, where they mm -hmm. can just come, uh, enter their order number and see all the information. Wow. wow. Impressive. Very good. <clears throat> yeah. Now, uh, well, something that Amazon has started, I think, comparatively recently is that once they've delivered your order, they take a photograph of it and then send you the photograph by email with the That's stuff right. sitting on at your door. So can your system incorporate that as well? Uh, I think we're uh, working on that uh, in the future because uh, right now we receive a lot of uh, requests from, um, I mean, from not even e-commerce uh, entrepreneurs, but uh, those uh, people who are delivering the goods for their own carriers. And right. for them, this functionality is going to be very crucial because uh, they need to uh, have a proof of delivery for the customer mm -hmm. so that uh, at least uh, the system is going to be at ease uh, to make sure that uh, they are not scamming anyone. Right. Uh, so this functionality is coming, uh, but right now we have some concerns in, in terms of uh, security and uh, making sure that all the businesses that are going to use this functionality are going to be legit. So right. with, the, with the carriers, uh, currently we support around uh, 1,080 carriers uh, from all over the world. We are at ease because they are legit companies. Mm -hmm. And they are shipping the goods and we see the tracking updates and we just don't, we cannot be held liable for this. Sure. But sure. when we are going to be uh, providing the service that uh, just some uh, logistics company is going to register and provide the shipping updates, how do we know that they actually deliver the goods? So then this functionality with the uh, signature, with the uh, photo of the product uh, at the door, uh, this is going to be important. Uh, mm -hmm. Because uh, right now, TrackMage only integrates with the carriers, and we provide the updates that the carriers already provide. Uh, okay. But in the future, <laughs> yeah, we're working on this functionality. Wow, wow, wow. Another thing that you're uh, an expert at and that you advise companies on is customer retention. Mm -hmm. And your your system, your integrate when your system's integrated, it helps com companies retain their existing customers. So tell our audience a little more about, A, why that's important, and B, how you improve that. Yeah, uh, well, it's important because uh, the customer retention is the only way how you can exponentially grow your business. Uh, all the marketers, they are always preaching this uh, funnel structure where like the more customers you power at the top of the funnel, the more customers you have at the bottom. Mm -hmm. But then they don't tell you one thing, like what do you do with those customers at the bottom? Because like uh, once the funnel is over, it's over. 
uh, there is no continuation. Then there is another model that was introduced first by HubSpot that's called a flywheel. So the flywheel mm -hmm. model uh, incorporates customer service uh, as part of marketing that right. makes it full circle. Uh, so instead of just thinking in a funnel fashion where you just like go from top to bottom and then you lose the customers in the end, uh, you can incorporate that thinking that, okay, uh, we get the customer inside of this flywheel and we spin them around in this process. So every time they buy something from us, we provide the best post-purchase experience. We uh, like we educate, entertain, and retain the customer. And then we, we offer them to buy something else. And this is how you're just uh, continuously retaining the customer in this buying experience. Uh, buying loop or like buying flywheel mm -hmm. <laughs> where they always get uh, to buy more products. Yeah. And the buy, uh, byproduct of that uh, is also that you are retaining the customer who is becoming your loyal fan mm -hmm. and they are going to advocate for the brand. They are going to get uh, into some fights on Twitter or other social media to defend the brand. If, uh, some, if somebody is just bad mouthing uh, the service or something like that. Yeah. And also, uh, they can uh, leave a review that you can leverage mm -hmm. as social proof and you sure. can leverage as a marketing asset because reviews are the most important uh, marketing asset that you can get from your user base. Mm -hmm. But now we come to the second question. Uh, what was the second question? <laughs> why, why, why is it important that uh, that businesses should improve their customer retention and how do you help them do that? Right. Yes. So how, how do we help uh, uh, businesses do this? So uh, the, this is uh, all right. Uh, so uh, in a typical funnel fashion, uh, usually uh, the businesses, uh, they just uh, care about the sale. So once the sale is done, there is no communication after mm -hmm. that uh, process. And the customers, they get anxious because previously on the other stages, they were uh, making the decision to buy the product. They were clicking on the button. They were uh, filling in the checkout form. But after that, they're left to their own devices and they're left waiting. And mm -hmm. if uh, we know something about the customers, is the customer wants to actively help the product to get to them faster. So that's when they start writing to customer support, uh, filing refund requests, uh, and uh, maybe just uh, pestering the brand on social media for a good measure. Mm -hmm. So to prevent all that, uh, you need to give the customer something else to do uh, while we're, we're waiting. Mm -hmm. uh, so first thing that you could do is you can give them uh, some interesting reading material, like reviews from other customers to uh, combat the buyer's remorse. So after right. they bought, they oh. will see like, oh, uh, so many people saying that uh, are saying that this product is great. Uh, probably I did the right thing. That give, gives them some kind of reassurance after sure. that. So the second thing that you should do is proactively inform them about the uh, whereabouts of the order at every stage of the way. And if there is a delay, be the first uh, to tell them that there is a delay. Uh, because if they uh, start noticing that something is wrong, they're going to contact customer support. So be proactive in that uh, communication about the whereabouts of the order. But while uh, while you're communicating about the order, the customer uh, they are seeing the they are seeing those emails as transactional uh, because it's important information about the right. order. Right. They don't expect the other thing that happens during that time. Uh, so once they start visiting the tracking page, they will find the branding uh, of the same brand that they bought the product from. They're finding uh, social media 
and products and special offers that they can mm -hmm. buy uh, while we're waiting. Yeah. So what we noticed is that uh, from 5 to 10% of uh, customers that bought the first order, uh, like 5 to 10% convert to the second purchase before even receiving the first one. Really? Eh? Wow. wow, that's that's important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is good. Yeah. So b besides that, uh, in the end of the process, it's very important to collect reviews that we can leverage in the marketing and in social proof. And also uh, some of the reviews, if they're negative, you can use them as the lever uh, to troubleshoot what is going wrong in your business. Like, right. where did we fail? Like, should we troubleshoot our supply chain? Uh, was it the fault of our carrier or should we choose uh, a different, uh, I don't know, shipping method for that specific uh, location? Mm -hmm. So uh, if a review is negative, you can use it as a learning opportunity. And you can also, uh, like, you can also remedy uh, whatever was done to the customer because uh, an angry customer might even uh, start posting that review on social media. And that's the last thing that you want. For sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Right. And uh, the most important uh, would be to ask for a review, because if you don't ask, you'd never get those reviews. That's true. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. What we noticed is that uh, a well-timed review request is way better than uh, just some kind of automation that fires in two weeks from the start of the processing of the order. Uh, so uh, typically it goes like this. Uh, the customer receives uh, the notification about uh, the order, uh, and then uh, they receive a follow-up email asking them for a review. But how do they know if the customer received the product or they have not? Yeah. They don't. I don't and know. Sometimes, yeah. uh, and so sometimes, uh, for example, when I order something from US uh, and I live in Bulgaria, uh, I receive a, a request for a review a week prior to receiving the product. I'm saying like, okay, thank you, but I just, just don't have anything to write about if the product is not yet there. Yeah. So uh, what we've seen with TrackMage is that uh, once you start asking for a review, exactly at the time when they received the product, you get those glaring reviews because the customers, they are excited. They are seeing the product for the first time. And they even take pictures of the product. They shoot videos, like they are excited. And that's when you capitalize on that uh, energy. Yeah. Because if yeah. you ask uh, in a week from now, like who cares about the dress that I bought last week? Who cares, right? Right, <laughs> right. right. So, yeah. so how does um, TrackMage help reduce operational costs? Ooh, that's a very good question. And uh, there are so many things that I could say about this. The most obvious would be uh, it's, it lowers the customer support requests uh, load uh, because most of the customer support requests in e-commerce business, they are all about the where is my order. Mm -hmm. uh, there is also the proverbial uh, ac acronym for this. It's called WISMO, like where is my order? <laughs> it's already, already uh, the industry uh, standard, I would say. Yeah. So first, uh, it reduces the uh, customer support request load. What other uh, stuff it influences? So on the checkout, uh, customers sometimes they make typos in their email address. And that uh, creates a yep. lot of problems. So the customers, they don't even receive the first notification, let alone all the others. And uh, we have seen this, uh, like, I wouldn't say that we invented this feature. Uh, it was just a problem that we faced with uh, Metal Family. 
they are uh, a YouTube creator uh, and they uh, created an, their own uh, animated series without any external funding. Because like that's a lot of work, just to tell you uh, <laughs> the least. Yeah. Uh, and they gathered uh, an audience of 3 million followers. Wow. Uh, then, yeah. 3 million followers, yes. Uh, draw cartoons. <laughs> that's the way how you can grow a great business. So uh, what they did, uh, they wanted to start uh, monetizing the audience somehow. And that's why when they introduced the merchandise and uh, the comic books. Uh, they printed 10,000 comic books and they thought that this batch is going to sell maybe like in a couple of months. Oh, how wrong they were. <laughs> uh, that batch was sold in less than a week. And wow. then they had to process like 400 orders every day with like all the postal services being uh, overloaded with their uh, packages. Uh, but the worst part was that uh, in the checkout, the customers, like every third email was with a typo. Every third uh, person contacted them uh, on social media and through email uh, and through other, uh, like, through other means of communication. Uh, so they received typically like five requests from one single email. Let's, wow. let's do the mathematics, right? So like out of 10,000 orders, a third, 3,300 uh, 3, uh, were with typos. Every one of them wrote five messages like, where is my comic book? 15,000 messages. Like they were just overloaded, swamped with this uh, collapse that happened on their side. And with that said, uh, to retain their sanity in this kind of chaos, like I applaud them uh, because uh, when they, uh, they even created a cartoon about that specific uh, problem. Oh, right, right. Yes. And when I saw that, I was just saying like, oh my God, I created TrekMage specifically for solving that problem. Right. So, yeah. So, and yeah, that's how we started working together with them. And uh, that's how we introduced the validation in, in the checkout. Oh. Yeah. So uh, now TrekMage has the validation script that can be put on any uh, email input. Uh, and that email gets validated with a meaningful, uh, meaningful error message. Something like, uh, john at gmape.com. Did you mean Gmail? <laughs> because uh, the first version only had like, you have like you have entered invalid uh, email address. Please oh. enter a valid email address. That never stopped any customers. Like they meshed the like submit button seven times. Yes. Just, just because That's like, what, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we started asking like, maybe you meant Gmail. Oh yeah, there is a typo. I, I, I'm fixing. Right. Yeah. 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 It's while you've been talking, it occurs to me that your service is equally applicable to more traditional businesses that don't actually take orders online, but still have to ship product out and keep track of shipments and deal with their customers, right? So it, it surely it's equally applicable. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, it's just that it's probably much harder to get those businesses because, uh, like, again, we're an online business and we have to focus on some kind of audience. Sure. That's why we are catering to e-commerce sellers. And that's why we are catering to specific uh, platforms like Shopify, WooCommerce, etc. But it's absolutely possible to use TrackMage just for shipment tracking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a very good uh, interface where you see all the shipments and you also see the analytics uh, across uh, the entire shipment volume. Uh, you can see like from which country to which country, like which carrier is performing the best. And uh, there are a lot of things that you could do with just that information. 
So, sure. like, and, yeah. and I'm thinking of communicating with customers, um, especially for a company that might have quite a long manufacturing time for a specific product. So if between order and shipment is, is weeks, you've got all those weeks to keep the customer happy, your system would work ideally for that type of business. Yes. Uh, that's something else that is currently in the works. Uh, we know how this process works uh, since we work with Chinese suppliers and uh, OEM or ODM right. uh, manufacturing where you have to request the sample, then wait for the sample, then you just uh, ship it to the customer, uh, then you re receive approval, then you place the order for the batch, uh, you have to wait for the delivery date to come, after that you follow up with the supplier, then you, <laughs> like, all this uh, actually has uh, three moving parts. There is yeah. uh, like this uh, single uh, point of contact, uh, like the board where you see mm. all the orders coming from one status to the other. Then there is the email follow-ups with the supplier. Uh, if the supplier has the access to the same system and they see the same orders, this is the best. Uh, that's exactly what yeah. TrackMage offers as well. Uh, and mm. then uh, there are there are statuses that transition uh, automatically based on specific dates and conditions. So this is also an additional piece of functionality that is currently not yet yeah. uh, not yet there, but it's it's in the works. Yeah, yeah. so good work. We're we're getting towards our time. Yes. Kathleen, back to you. Yes, um, I just um, perhaps you can walk me through just briefly the initial steps that you would take with me if I were to call you as a client. Hmm. Okay, great. Uh, I would definitely just uh, start from questioning you about your business uh, and uh, ask you what kind of business model you have. Is it a dropshipping business? Do you have uh, some warehouse that you work with? Do you have uh, free PL logistics? So first of all, we will just map the business and understand uh, what kind of uh, facilities and uh, what kind of locations do you need to, to have the system configured for. Uh, then we will just create those uh, based on the number of stores or the number of uh, warehouses that you have. Uh, after that, uh, we will decide like how many people and uh, to which premises to add. Uh, like if you have a team uh, or if you are working alone, that's a little bit easier because there's going to be only one account. But again, even if uh, you are working alone, usually there are some virtual assistants that you can add to the system. Uh, and they're going to help you process the orders or answer customer support requests, uh, whatever else they are doing. So first of all, we will just understand like what is going to work for you. Then uh, the customization of a tracking page uh, is very easy. It's a, it's a drag and drop builder where you can uh, see how the uh, page already looks and you can change the logo, change the colors, change everything. If you're using Shopify or WooCommerce, it's a one-click install and the customization happens automatically. So just your theme from Shopify transitions to your tracking page. So it looks exactly like your store. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, and from there on, uh, just uh, we, we will decide what kind of emails uh, your business is going to benefit from. So is it a notification about getting the review? Is it a notification about uh, your order is in transit? Here is how you can track it. So basically, we'll just decide which uh, events uh, should be, which events uh, should trigger the follow up of the customers. Mm -hmm. Right. And then from there on, it's just like business as usual, uh, just supporting and seeing how uh, your uh, shipments are traveling through, uh, like <laughs> through all the destination. Mm -hmm. I mean, like from there, um, 
Right. Uh, the thing is, uh, the uh, track mage is also configured to troubleshoot all the problems that can come up. Uh, uh, so, okay. yeah. Uh, so let's say uh, your virtual assistants make uh, a, a mistake and uh, they are trying to put the same tracking number for two different shipments to two different destinations. The system is not going to allow that. It's going to show like there is a, a mistake probably because uh, you are shipping the same uh, package to Belgium and to Bulgaria at the same time. There is a mistake. <laughs> Please check. Another thing that uh, happens is uh, with those suppliers, uh, you place an order uh, on AliExpress and then you have to wait for them to ship it. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, they provide you a tracking number, but the tracking doesn't start. That's why we have the counters called days in idle. Uh, and days in transit, like where you can oh, see uh, for how yeah, for how long time uh, that order is not being uh, shipped. Because mm -hmm. if uh, you don't pay attention to all those metrics, uh, your customer is going to be the one telling you about the order being late. Uh, so in two weeks, we're going to reach out and say, like, where's my stuff? And you are not going to be able to say anything because it wasn't even shipped in the first place. You will have to mm -hmm. go to your supplier and make a refund. But then what do you do? Do you buy it from a different supplier that's already two weeks late? If right. you proactively troubleshoot it and like you see that in three days, nothing moved, you can reach out to the supplier, place a refund, buy from another supplier, and customer doesn't even notice anything. It's just a delay right. for them. Right. Wow. wow. Very good. Excellent. Wow. So, Irina, here's one. I'm really interested in your answer because you've lived and worked in China. So with all the people that you've met and the businesses you've dealt with, do you think there's one specific habit, mindset, characteristic or value that sets the people who become successful in business and in life apart from those who remain average? Or is it more complicated? Yeah, that's a loaded question. I think uh, from my personal experience, the most uh, common trait between all the people who become successful is uh, relentless uh, relentless dedication or grit uh, because yep. yeah because if you stick around uh, with the same stuff that you are doing uh, for long enough uh, you typically get results uh, mm -hmm. a lot of people they just give up when it becomes too hard mm -hmm. uh, but if you just continue going you will see how like how slim the amount of people is that actually stuck with that uh, idea to the very end Right, right. Yeah, right. I understand that sometimes, like uh, everyone is talking about, like product market fit, like the trends, the industry. But some businesses they exist for hundreds of years, mm -hmm. and they are not going anywhere, mm -hmm. and they they're still there. Yeah. So just not to become obsolete, uh, it's important. It, it's important to adjust to the current uh, requirements or like the changing environment, but still. Uh, if you are out of the business altogether and you're starting a different idea, you will start from ground zero. This is, yep. yeah, this is what a lot of uh, like wannabe preneurs, they don't understand that like every time you're chasing another shiny object, uh, yep. you're going to be starting with zero in that mm -hmm. specific new industry. And then when it becomes hard, <laughs> you will like, oh my God, another dud, like another project that's not going to work. And then you're just going to start another one. And the excitement goes like, yeah. zzz, zzz. that's <laughs> right. That's right. No, very, very true. Very good answer to that. Thank you. Thank you, Kathleen. So unfortunately, we are now almost short of, short of time. But Irina, 
please tell people how they can contact you. You have a free ebook that's available. How do people con get that? Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Kathleen. Uh, so uh, we should go to trackmage.com uh, slash flywheel dash extra dash sales. And the link is going to be in the show notes, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so this is a guide about uh, how to get extra sales from existing customers without uh, paying more for ads and hiring more staff. Uh, so that's exactly what uh, we specialize in. Uh, and uh, if you have an e-commerce business, welcome to trackmage.com. Uh, you will find all the information about all the amazing features that you can use in your business. And you can also schedule a demo. And we're going to show you how this uh, solution is going to work for your business. Excellent. Irina, sorry, just for, for our audio listeners, uh, my hearing is awful. For our audio listeners, can you just repeat the page after the slash right. to get the book? Okay, great. Uh, so it's uh, trackmage.com .com, slash yeah. Uh, flywheel, uh, that's Fly the framework, yeah. Uh, flywheel yep. dash extra dash sales. Flywheel, and it's extra with the full spelling, E-X-T-R-A? Yes, extra. Extra <laughs> sales, got it. Okay, lovely. Thank you very much for that. Thank you again, Good. Irina, and thank you also very much once again for tuning into our show, and until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.